And we are alive. What's going on, buddy? What's up, bro? Episode two, Chasing Unicorns. Today, I got my boy Ahmed Lobo on, and we're just going to be talking about the Coast Guard College since I graduated back in April of 2020, pandemic season. And my boy Lobo is going to the college in what, September 2021, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's September. My man, that's what's up. So how's the application process? And talk me through it. What what they've uh, been sort of making you do and things like that. And uh, it's actually a lot of work, to be honest. I feel like uh, coming out of, if, if I was still in high school trying to do this application, it would feel like a hassle. But um, since I already had some, you know, background in uh, in university, it's not too bad. But yeah. they do ask a lot of questions with experience and stuff like that. It's mostly uh, it's a leadership and teamwork role. So they do ask you a lot of questions to do with um, uh, with that kind of stuff, so leadership and teamwork. So you got to have a lot of uh, experiences and just a lot of background stuff with uh, working with teammates and projects and stuff like that. Right. Um, but basically, um, you just kind of hop on their website and um, fill out the application and then they, they just send you weekly uh, weekly emails on, on uh, different stuff to do. Um, I got an example here. It's, uh, it's called an experience questionnaire and they just kind of go through some stuff. Like it's kind of like a, a more in-depth look at your resume in a sense. Okay. I see. And they just, um, yeah, they just kind of ask you questions about uh, like what you did for in a specific thing. So like my, uh, my work, uh, what, what I did in like, what kind of part-time jobs I've worked, um, what projects I've worked on and, um, and any volunteering experiences, they just kind of want you to go more in depth on that stuff. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's basically stuff already on your resume, but just expanded. Um, and then obviously you got, uh, things like an interview to do, uh, and the, uh, uh, health, uh, sorry, what's called a medical, sorry, not a fitness test, a medical test that you got to pass stuff like vision, um, urine tests and all that, and just basic flexibility, making sure you're, you're healthy and all that. Uh, it's, it's a pretty bit standard procedure, you know, um, nothing too fancy. And of course they also do a security screening. So, right. Just to make sure you're, uh, you're, you're eligible for everything. Okay. I see. Yeah. For those who don't know what we're talking about, I sort of mentioned this on the first episode, it's essentially the Canadian Coast Guard College does the four-year uh, program where they train you to become a navigation officer or a marine engineering officer for their fleet. So yeah, uh, it's a four-year program where they pay for your tuition, your residence, and your meals and all that fun stuff. And then and in return, after graduation, you got to serve them for four years. How did you find out with the program? <laughs> uh, mainly through you <laughs> you know um but yeah i mean i heard about it in high school you know how we had those fairs and stuff yeah, in high school right. and yeah, like that's... i i heard of, i heard about the forces you know the canadian armed forces and then the the coast guard and stuff like that but i know i was never um really into that stuff yeah but then uh you know i, I basically learned it through you mostly you know yeah, like, yeah. I mean... a lot of the information yeah, I mean, I guess I should sort of explain this part, I suppose. Yeah, so back in grade 12, sometime in October, I believe, we had the career fair and every sort of school from Nova Scotia and and like 
the RCMP showed up, I think, and then Border Services too. I can't remember correctly. Um, yeah, I remember was, the RCMP being there. Yeah, and there was like forces recruiters and things like that. So it was a it was a good opportunity to talk to recruiters and people from various, I guess, representatives from various schools, and that's where I saw the guy from the Coast Guard come in, and he was giving us a big spiel about the Coast Guard, and I was like, okay, I didn't think of it much at first. I was like, okay, it's sort of cool. And I didn't know much about them at the beginning. I thought they were indirectly related to the Canadian Armed Forces, but turns out they are not. They're a whole separate entity through the Departments of Fisheries and Oceans. And yeah, I, I guess the rest is history from there. I showed the flyer to my dad. And then from there, I was like, I guess I might as well apply. No harm in applying. And lo and behold, <laughs> Five years later, <laughs> I'm working. Has graduated. I'm graduated. Man's graduated. You did full time. Didn't you do a? Didn't you do that deal with your dad too? But the car, if you went to the coast. Oh yeah, car? that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I should mention that. I wasn't too interested in the program. My dad had friends in the industry, so he sort of, uh, you know, pushed me to look into it further and things like that. And then in the meanwhile, I had a scholarship from the Mount Saint Vincent, pretty much a full ride. And I was going to go there instead, but then, uh, yeah, dad bribed me with the, with the free car <laughs> and I was like, why not live, yeah, away, a, live away from home, get everything paid for. And yeah, it's not like the military where I, th I believe the military is, uh, for every month of education they pay for, you have to return them two months of service. Uh, for this, it's just straight up one-to-one. -one. So four years of service will be given back to them for four years of education and whatever they paid for sort of thing. It's pretty yeah. good though. And that's just the minimum, right? Like you, you can obviously stay with them for longer or. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's just, that's just the minimum. Like it's a guaranteed job after like they will find a position upon graduation. I mean, you might not necessarily get your first choice of where you might want to work, but I mean, to be fair in, in the recent years, um, the last, three years uh, so when I was in second year third year and ultimately when I graduated in fourth year pretty much everyone got their choices mm -hmm. yeah That's it was though. yeah it's just because like they need a lot of people in all the regions so far and um, every pretty much everyone except for maybe a handful of people just because I don't know just because of certain issues they didn't get them but yeah it's been a definite change and they like I said, they always need people, especially for their large fleet. Um, so it's... And does that does that include you? Did you get your choices or are you still trying to pick and choose? Where no, I did. I actually did. Uh, so the as far as choices go, it's mostly what region you want to work in. So I believe uh, they, they used to have five regions or something like that. Now they've amalgamated into three regions. So you have your Atlantic region, you have your central region, uh, which also includes Central and Arctic. They, uh, yeah, they call it Central and Arctic. And they also have your Western region. Um, and in those regions, you have your home ports too. And so you have in the Atlantic region, you'll have your uh, Newfoundland, St. John's home port, and then you have your Dartmouth home port. And then in Ontario, and in the Central region, rather, you would have, I forget the home ports. I think it's Sarnia and somewhere in Quebec, I think. I, I can't remember. 
And then Western is mostly Victoria. I think Vancouver too, but anyways, it's yeah. fairly limited on the West Coast. But yeah, that's generally so you're in you're in the Atlantic region then? Yeah, I'm in the Atlantic Dartmouth region, which is good. <laughs> I didn't have to move over yeah. to St. John's, but yeah. It's good. Yeah. And do you have plans to change? Like, can you is changing regions easy or, or are you kind of stuck with your choice? Um it's easier between home ports. So if you wanted to go to Newfoundland for some reason, um, it's it's a lot easier. They could just you could oh, okay. just tell someone in the Atlantic department uh crewing and then they would be like, okay, sure, all right, sort of thing. Okay. It's a little bit harder coming back from St. John's to Dartmouth just because it's a there's a lot of people who want to work from Dartmouth. Um yeah. And there's a lot of vacancies out in St. John's, so it's a lot easier to transfer to St. John's rather than coming back. But yeah. As far as transferring between regions go, uh, it is possible. I've seen people do a regional transfer. It does take a lot. It does take a while, though. I was, uh, one of my buddies, Chris, he transferred from the Western region to Atlantic and St. John's, and it took him probably about a year just to, you know, through the whole application process and, you know, asking for transfer and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. Yeah, it is a long yeah. time. I mean, that's not that's not a joke. No, yeah, it's a big it, process. It sounds like. Yeah, it was just under a year, I think, but it, it took some time. I mean, it's just bureaucratic delays. It's it's like they do yeah. the process in, in a in a in a day or so. But yeah, yeah. yeah so um, generally, once you're out of the college, um, if you're working in a large fleet, which is most of the positions, so that is 20 days on 20 days off so basically you earn a day off for every day earned sort of thing and then when you're on ship you're going to be working 12 hour days seven days a week for 28 days unless you go to the arctic trip then it's 42 days but um yeah it's if you're on the arctic trips it's 42 days on and then 42 days off but most of the time it's 28 days on and then 28 days off sort of thing and yeah that's how the scheduling works and then yeah. yeah so do you know much do you know like details about the program sort of like the um, um not entirely they, they sent me a package over um, okay. because i've i've finished a few um of the steps and uh, i've advanced in the uh uh the uh i don't know how to say it um the application process yeah okay, um yeah. I, I'm, I'm more advanced into the application process i've finished a few steps so they sent me over a package and uh, i was just reading through it and there's a lot of information it's like a almost like a 50 page package or something okay like that. nice and cool. there's a lot of information talking about like the like that um the activities the actual schooling itself like things to do uh um, like courses when during like while you're working once you're done school and all that so yeah it goes through a lot of stuff so i'm just yeah. kind of like reading it taking my time yeah, that's good. Um, the course load is, see, I did not find the school like challenging in terms of the difficulty of each subject, maybe apart from like a couple of courses, but it was generally just the total workload that you had in such a short time span that makes it difficult. Um, it's mentally stressful because of that. Mm -hmm. you're, you're in class, essentially 40 hours a week. I mean, you, you got instructors that let you up an hour early sort of thing be like, okay, just go do your silent study or something. Right. Or just yeah. go back to your cabins and 
disappear sort of thing. And we've always appreciated those instructors because especially if there's no material to teach or it's like, okay, now it's time to memorize things or learn things on my own. And then I would rather not be in class and, um, or start studying a material or, or work out or just not be in class in general. Right. Yeah. So it's always appreciated when instructors do that, but in general, you'll be in class, like mostly like 40 hours a week from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. You got an official lunch break from, from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And um, they do morning divisions. I don't know how that's going to change because it's changed a lot and it's varied a lot um, during my four years when I was there. Um, so generally you're doing morning divisions every morning, but that also that's very variable to it. Like it, it changes all the time. So we were doing morning divisions from 7.30 till right before eight. So we could, you know, go to our classes and things like that. What's, uh, what's morning divisions just out of curiosity? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, it's like drill, you, you know, it's like this sort of drill they do in the military, but on a very much tamer scale, if that is the right wording I'm looking for, it's, you do like light marching and come to attention and things like that. They teach you basic drill, um, basic drill procedures, I suppose. Yeah. Or you go in and you like, you think you used to sing the national anthem and uh, now they have a band. They did have a band in my last couple of years of college. So you just, yeah, you just oh, interesting. listen to the band play O Canada while you stand at attention. And mm -hmm. yeah, they take your attendance to, um, they check your, they like, they, they usually do, um, grooming inspections too so they like come up and so the duty officers they're like uh comparable to the petty officers in the military where they're like are responsible for checking your grooming and things like that making sure you're shaved and making sure your clothing oh, looks okay. prim and proper but it's not to the same standard as the military it's you know like it it's yeah. it's very toned down yeah to the military. yeah okay. they also do room inspections when when i was there used to be random room room inspections um during the day i think between 8 a.m till uh just before lunchtime it was anytime they can sort of walk in and do inspections in your room and uh, that's without you being in there or yeah so generally they do it during class time they don't do it during between breaks of classes they generally okay. do it during class hours and yeah it's just to make sure it's overall cleanliness i mean it's not like the military, like I said, it's just mm -hmm. very surface level, making sure your bed's done, making sure your garbage is, you know, you don't have garbage lying around in your room, and just overall appearance and things like no liquor, no weed. Uh, yeah. What else? Just, yeah, making your bed supposed to be done. Yeah, things like that, I suppose. No rotten food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah basic cleanliness and uh, it's not that hard you know, it's just... yeah it doesn't sound hard just clean up your room it's not that difficult <laughs> yeah i mean it becomes a habit i've sort of kept it up even now from it so it's i don't yeah. know it's, I, it's a good honestly, habit to, to, to kinda, have too yeah it, yeah i think it's sort of nice to it i don't know i'm sort of used to making my bed now so it's <laughs> yeah 
it's just like a thing. But uh, yeah. Um, they were doing construction last of the college. So they were like upgrading the, the I guess they call it, they don't call it residence technique, they call it, um, what do they call it? Anyways, I, I forget the official word they called their um, residence wings, but they were upgrading select residences because they were old and they were trying to put in like air conditioning and better Wi-Fi systems and things like that. Cause you know, the building's old as shit and they're trying to upgrade from their sixties infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and you well, said this was there. The, the dorms? Yeah, that yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, okay. So that's good. So when I'm going there in September, they they might be done or still working on. on yeah, the so they have like different uh, residence wings, um, and they were they they started off doing the old ones naturally, right? So yeah. uh, they should be done by then. I think you you might get the new ones, or hopefully they're yeah. done by then. I, I'm not sure. They were working yeah. on it pretty extensively when I was graduating, sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So that was over a year ago, but. Um, that sounds pretty hype though yeah i mean i get nice. a new place when, when i'm there that'd be pretty cool new place new whip <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh that's pretty much it as far as residence goes i mean you get everyone gets their own room um it's a small ish room with uh most rooms are single beds some rooms if you're lucky you get double beds um when we were in fourth year we got hotel rooms so they have um, a residence wing in the college that's normally meant for like visitors and things like that, where they have hotels or, or people on courses. So for mm -hmm. short stays, um, those rooms are nicer. They have their own sort of washrooms and uh, showers and things like that. So you don't have to share with anyone. Uh, so oh, cool. in fourth year, we got those. And is that a standard, like all fourth years get that those rooms or were you guys or something? Or was it because of the construction or something? Uh, initially, it was done because of construction. Now, I'm not sure if that's something they will sort of um, be a perk as a fourth year. I'm not sure if that will stay as a perk or eventually they will all go back to dorms. But initially, it was done because of construction. Oh, okay. Um, just to, because they had a lot of spare hotel rooms and yeah i mean it'd be nice if the if it was kept that way to be honest i think it's a yeah big... i feel like the fourth years kind of deserve that um yeah just that more privacy or whatever you know within being able to use their own bathrooms and stuff because you know they've earned it they've been there yeah. for three years grinding so yeah it's a it's a really big morale boost man i mean um we we got it at the tail end of third year too just because there was a lot of construction going on and um i'm not as third year engineers, you are in a rough headspace just because uh, you go through a time span at the college where, uh, you, so you come back from your first C phase um, and then you're at, you're doing a big stretch of the college for 16 months straight, essentially um, with, you know, you, with your two week winter break and your three week summer sort of thing. But yeah. It's a big stretch of 16 months being straight out of the college. Uh, so it, it's, it's very taxing mentally um, just because, you know, you're, you have a shit ton of courses you're taking. So you're getting fried, man. Like it's, yeah. 
so it was nice for us. We we got it too, just because of construction sort of thing. But I mean, it was really appreciated. But yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. What, what else can I say about dorms? Yeah. So basically, how the dorms work is, uh, uh, in every residence wing, you're assigned a cluster, and each cluster consists of eight rooms, a common space, and the common space includes a refrigerator. Um, couple couches sort of thing, um, usually a television and yeah, just a common room. And then, and then in the clusters too, there are three showers, two toilets. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. So yeah, so in a cluster of eight, eight rooms you would share a washroom and then common room sort of thing so yeah. it's not so bad yeah it's just the rooms are fairly small but you have plenty of privacy in my opinion it's not not too bad yeah yeah it's nice living quarters so i mean yeah it's i think it it's definitely better than any sort of university cluster. the rooms may be small but i mean that's fine. It's, it's a good place to study right like yeah definitely it's pretty quiet yeah. and you're kind of in your little yeah. zone well it might be quiet unless they have those big cluster parties at nighttime <laughs> yeah <laughs> man that was real yeah. they have a college bar um shay new uh, last time i was there it was open wednesday nights till saturday nights closed on sunday mondays and tuesdays it was a nice place to just hang out. I mean, it was it was a college-run bar, so it was it was fairly nice. I mean, there's a lot of rules in place with the bar because of previous incidents that have taken place. Yeah, that ended up, you know, getting hard liquor banned and shots banned and a lot of other things. But I mean, I don't know what the state of it's now. I mean, like I said, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then but overall, just a good place to hang out and stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 a nice place to hang out. For, like you just go down there Thursday night, Wednesday night after getting your classes done, homework done, sort of thing, and just hang out for a bit, sort of thing. It's a good place yeah. to fly about. Overall, the campus is nice, but you know, if you're there for a while and you're taking, you're there for forty hours a week and. You're taking all these courses it, it drains you man mentally it really does yeah for sure yeah the swimming pool is really nice they upgraded that a couple of years ago uh, it was a long renovation process um so that's in place it's beautiful um the gym is nice um they have a field house for basketball and volleyball and badminton or whatever you want to play that's also really nice um, the best thing about the gym is that you can blast your own tune, especially at nighttime when no one's working out except for you. <laughs> um, put it on the speakerphone and just burn out. <laughs> do cardio, whatever the fuck nice. you want to do. <laughs> and did you use a lot of those extra things? Like, did you like did you have a lot of time to go swimming and do all that stuff, or do you feel do you feel like the course load was just kind of it wasn't working well with this like active like side activities? You can always manage, man. Uh, like. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta get your time management on fleek. Like you gotta, 
you gotta get up early on weekends and get your shit done so you can have time for it because uh i mean i was pretty bad with time management i'm not gonna lie but i mean i still make time like every so often to go to the, go to the gym and you know um i made a very i made a conscious effort and it's very possible i mean even with a tough workload sort of thing it's very much possible as far as the workload goes nice segue there <laughs> <laughs> i'm just rambling because uh trying to give as much details as it can um but uh yeah as far as the workload goes as for an engineer god damn you're taking a lot of courses man you're taking somewhere between eight to ten courses some of them are fucking dumb courses like you're taking gym class which is like you know which is fun <laughs> it's like a high school gym class essentially you're just doing sports or going <laughs> hikes it's a cool. high school gym class for adults so it's interesting yeah i'll take the free credit yeah it's nice it's nice it's, it breaks <laughs> up your schedule um the only thing is to make you do stupid gym assignments but uh, it is what it is it takes like five minutes to do them but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty funny having that class but yeah you take a lot of classes and um you can't really skip them because it's mandated by transport canada that you have to be in 90 in your classes to pass um so it's like a requirement <laughs> to graduate yeah. essentially um, yeah so it doesn't really have a university vibe it's more of a high school kind of vibe in terms of like class structure like nine to five kind of thing or like oh that's or does... um the class structure almost feels like a work vibe oh okay yeah it's like you want to shoot yourself by the end of your day <laughs> you're like i want to go home i want to get out yeah it's just it's just a lot of classes you're you're pounding back the coffee or tea whatever you're into um and you're just trying to get through each day you're like okay mm -hmm. i gotta take notes and take more notes and i got thermal next i got electric tech after this and then the sun yeah. goes down in the winter and you're still in fucking class uh, yeah that is pretty draining so it can be draining man like i'd say like you have to like go out for walks every day i mean the best thing is there's um there's a couple parks nearby it's it's beautiful so you can just hang out and mm -hmm. chill out there sort of thing it's that's good yeah. vibes there. Like you really got to take care of yourself mentally and physically, right? You like have to be being really. active and just checking up with yourself. And because yeah. if you don't, you're just going to fall behind and you're just going to hate it. Yeah. But yeah, if you're always, um, always if you're mentally to, like, strong, you can yeah. handle it. Yeah. A lot of people quit too. Uh, there's about a 70% sort of retention rate from your initial class. Um, generally, that's generally been about the case. Usually 30% of the people either like, drop out or fail out or a combination of both oh, okay um, which is actually not bad the selection process is uh fairly um it's long like you know you've you've experienced it and you are experiencing it um, yeah but... like it's um it's fairly long i can see why people like wouldn't even want to start the application or finish the application process sorry like sometimes yeah. i'm just looking at this stuff i'm just like man like this is like like if they send me an email and it's like the amount of stuff I have to do is it's like four or five hours, sometimes even two, three days. Cause you have to go like get a security clearance, get your fingerprints done and all this stuff, you know, it sounds simple, but when, when you're uh, like fresh out of high school, you know what I mean? 18, yeah. 17, and you're looking at this stuff and you're just like, man, I just don't want to do this. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, I can see how like the selection process is pretty, uh, not very rigorous, but, but it is in, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of components to it, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of the, I don't know. I'm looking for the right word. I guess maybe it's like sort of designed that way, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure yeah. how much the process has changed from when I went through it, but generally what it, how it worked was, yeah, you did your application on Governor Canada jobs for the program and I went through marine engineering. Um, and then after application, I don't remember exactly what happened after, but I remember doing a written interview where then you'd have a certain amount of time to fill it out and send it back to them. And then yeah. I had to do um, a phone interview where they sent you the questions beforehand, like a 90 minutes beforehand. I can't remember what it was. And then, yeah, it was uh, for me. So I, I did this process last year yeah. um, and it was a 30 minute email before my, my actual interview. Okay, that was, uh, right. And because of COVID it was, it was on the phone. Yeah, but um, I got an email this year, so I'm applying again this year, and they uh, they told me it was a Zoom interview this time, so it was like I, I need to get a camera and stuff. Oh yeah, and talk okay. to them face to face. But I assume it's the same thing. They're gonna send me the the questions thirty minutes before. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was also a phone interview. They it was I was so, actually sort of surprised that, I mean, I guess Zoom wasn't really a popping thing back then. Yeah. But uh, I was surprised it wasn't like some sort of uh, teleconference or even in person. Cause I mean, I only lived in Halifax, so it wasn't that far from the, the campuses in Sydney, Nova yeah. Scotia and Cape Breton. Um, sort of isolated, but uh, yeah, I was, that's, I had an in-person, in, uh, sorry, uh, a telephone interview. And they emailed me the questions. I can't remember how long before, but like, here you go. And then I looked them over and then did the interview and then next was the medical and that's where a lot of people also run into issues just because uh, eyesight's a big one where i just i just passed through and you had some uh, you had some trouble with that did you yeah i um i passed through everything so the interview was good all my uh, other application process everything was fine and i ended up failing um 10 days before the the classes started uh, because of my eyesight, I, I failed the medical. I, I passed everything else in the medical, but my eyesight. Wow. And so, um, yeah, I, I couldn't go to uh, go to school. I tried fighting with them, not fighting, but like you know, talking to them and seeing what I can do if, if there's anything that I can I can work on before school started and all that. And and they said, no, you're just gonna have to apply next year, unfortunately. Wow. Um, so I went in. Uh, so after that, so that was like August. So I, I waited a few months. I got some some scans done and all that, and then I ended up doing um, uh, eye surgery. I had LASIK surgery to to correct my uh, my vision, and um, I was uh, now it's been three months now. Actually, just yeah, like eight days ago, it's been three months. Yeah. Um, so I I got it in the the end of November. Right. And so I uh, I applied again, and uh, so far everything's been good. They still remember me. I talk to the same people all the time. I'm just always emailing them back and forth. Oh, and, nice. and and this time the application process was really easy because they already had all my papers. Like I I sent them 
um they sent me an email about like security clearance and i just emailed the, uh, the one you got for the, last time right sort of thing uh, no i didn't even have to do that i just talked to the lady and she was like oh yeah we already sent your clearance from last year you're all good and i was like oh okay perfect like they oh, already nice. hooked, <laughs> yeah they hooked me up with everything because they know me because i talked to them so much now over the last year um so many emails is back and forth so yeah they they kind of hooked me up with everything this time and i just have to fill out a few things like the uh the written interview that you were talking about okay, earlier yeah, yeah it was uh it was different questions this time but okay. it was very similar okay so. Um, so i could use some of the stuff from last year and just kind of um uh change the wording or just you know like like tailor it more to the new questions right, that they're asking you know so it was it was pretty a lot simpler the second time but yeah, yeah definitely make sure uh if you're if you are looking to apply definitely look at the uh the medical criteria and make sure you check all those beforehand because you don't want to do this you know like six month process and then end up failing on the medical you're right yeah um, so, oh, so definitely tough. look into that criteria and make sure you pass everything beforehand and then uh, and then go into the application process that's that's a big pro tip right there yeah yeah why were you interested sort of going through because you went through Dow for a bit and then you didn't like it. Yeah, so I, I did electrical engineering at Dow and I did two and a half years. So I I uh, I dropped out of my uh, uh, third year first semester mm -hmm. and it just wasn't for me. Like electrical was really hard. The workload was insane on top of the world workload. It was the, uh, the actual work itself was was super difficult and. Okay. Yeah, I, I just didn't really like it, what I was doing. I wasn't really into it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of fell into a bad spot mentally, you know? Okay, yeah. And so I just needed to take a break, reset, figure things out. Um, and then I realized that I had a diploma in engineering now because of uh, the first two years. And so nice. in, uh, in Atlantic That's Canada, when handy, you do the yeah. first two years, they give you a diploma because yeah. it's kind of uh, it's kind of like uh, a basic engineering uh uh, diploma that they give you yeah. that you finish the the courses mm -hmm. um and so i was thinking about what to do and i realized like i already have this diploma i might as well do something with it right yeah and so one of the things that uh with the coast guard was they have marine navigation and marine engineering and so i i figured i might as well go into that i've always been a fan of um just boats and stuff like that, like, like learning about systems. Like I always kind of, I never really did much with like cars and all that and planes, but uh, I don't mind learning about that stuff. And I figured I have this degree uh, or this diploma, sorry, and I could use it somewhere else, you know? Yeah. So I decided to, to go into your route, your path and try that marine engineering out and see what it's like. I'm, I'm more to use to the high workload and stuff. So that's good. <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah, like I said, it's it's nothing. I didn't find anything well, other than maybe a couple courses that might have been very challenging. It was mostly just lots of workload from lots of different classes, and that sort of piles up. Yeah, um, first year is not too bad, but uh, for me, first year was difficult, probably more difficult than any other year. I would say, hands down, just because coming from high school with three courses a semester, and then you're into eight or nine yeah, yeah. it's uh, that's pretty crazy yeah a little bit of a um, little bit of a difference but yeah i found first year was very challenging um and then you just sort of get used to the grind and it's i mean it gets harder but it's you know you get more used to it and the program's yeah. definitely more hands-on it's it's mm -hmm. you know you have in first year you have a whole day of shop class and then third year you have a whole day of shop class just one day of the week 
the pretty much the entire day you're in the shop um, mm-hmm. learning. and that's that's one of the things that i i really wanted to join because of that yeah where where electrical engineering it was not a lot of lab work not a lot of hands-on work right and it was a huge class size like 400 people a class oh yeah uh, you know like it, we started with 435 people at in yeah. first year and then when third year came around, we were at 225. So, wow. so we literally ha- half the class dropped out in the first few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, I like, uh, that's one of the other things that you mentioned to me when, when you talk about the Coast Guard is the, um, the, like the lab work, like the hands-on work is just right. very appealing to me. Cause I feel like I, I learn a lot better when I'm oh, not definitely. just sitting in a class all day. I'm actually like, you know, using my hands to, and you know, I just figure things out myself, you know, and yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you spend a whole day, like I did not have any sort of mechanical experience before I got into college. Like I wasn't working on cars. I wasn't fixing shit up sort of thing, but um, going through the college has definitely made me more aware of, you know, how the sort of mechanical aspects of this world sort of mm-hmm. works. But, uh, and then, you know, you, you do learn a lot through your hands-on experiences, you know, different you know, work with tools and things like that. Um, it, you know, it really helps and it, it's, it makes it fun. Like um, second year is a lot of fun because um, in the summertime you do a big hands-on uh, diesel engine teardown and rebuild. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and then, and then there's new engines at the college too. Uh, they, they had the V16 Alco diesels um, where, um, massive engines where you t- sort of tear them apart as a group and rebuild them. Um, so they got rid of them. They got, they got new Wartzillas that are coming in. I'm not sure if they're here. And then they have, uh, for small diesels, they have, I think, John Deere's that came in to replace um, the Cummins and the Detroit diesels or whatever. So, um, yeah, re- lots, of hand- lots of hands-on time. Um, lots of classroom time, too. Don't, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll be hurting your back like, from sitting in <laughs> there. I don't know how that works with online component now, but I'm sure it'll still be in class a long time, but um, yeah. Yeah. And are, are they doing it online, even though they're all living on the campus? Do um, you know, or I have not asked any current students. I should find oh, out. Okay. But, yeah. Um, it probably wouldn't make much of a difference anyways, because I feel like you're all already living you're there. All anyways. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So I feel like if you just get tested for COVID and, and if you're yeah. you're negative and you're living on campus and most likely you just go to class, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's not a lot of vacation time. I think there's the, we got around two weeks in the winter time for Christmas and then three weeks of a- annual in the summer. So it's, it's like a real job, you know, it's, that's yeah. essentially you're employed from the get go as a probationary employee uh with the coast guard so you're you're working you're nine to five you're making um a training wage which is basically i think in first year i took home about 152 bucks um bi-weekly net and then that i think got up to close to 200 in fourth year so you know 200 bucks by is just spending change sort of training wage yeah no that, that's good though because you know you're already living on campus and all that and you're also going to like most people pay to go to school like you're getting yeah. fed yeah. You're, you're getting paid to go to school yeah so i mean yeah. i'll take that money any 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 time of the day it's not bad i like yeah uh it's not definitely not bad at all yeah um and then on c phases so 
Um, so at the end of your first year, so uh, first year starts like late August, early September, and then goes runs runs till June, June, July. Yeah, end of June, and then you do your marine emergency duties training, where uh, essentially you you need that to work on ships. So you'll do like lifeboat training and firefighting training and things like that. Um, once you pass that, uh, they'll send you on a ship right away. Um, used to be they used to send people on ship in September of second year, but uh, nowadays they just send them on ship as soon as you're done your MEDs. So that can be late July, um, August. And then from then, essentially late July, August, you go on your C phase or whatever you want to call it, C trial till Christmas for engineers at least. So that's four to five months of C or sort of C time, C work experience. And is it, a, is it intimidating going out to see your first time? Oh, I still remember. <laughs> I still remember my <laughs> experience uh, going to see very first time, have never stepped foot on a ship before. And meanwhile, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna be here for the next four months or five months, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, it is nerve wracking. I won't lie, it is nerve wracking because it's a very strange environment. Um, you've essentially have no work experience in, you know, in terms of the engine room and things like that. So it's a very, it seems very daunting at first and it is, it really is. Um, and then, you know, you're, you're with people you don't know. Um, it's scary, it's scary at first. And then like anything else in life, the hedonic treadmill sets in and it just becomes a new reality for you. And then you become used yeah. to it. Some people so, don't, which is why they, you know, either they get seasick or something, but then they drop out. But um, yeah, you get used to it though. It just becomes so, so do you have like an, like a, I don't know, like a supervisor, someone, someone to watch over you, help you out, give you like help, helping hand there, or is it kind of like you're left to your, to your own knowledge to figure out how to, you know, how to do your job on the, on the ship for your first time? Um, as a cadet, you don't really have any responsibilities. Like, um, your only responsibility on ship essentially is to, um, a follow the muster plan and the far, like, uh, if you're assigned to any muster duties, which is like emergency duties, which generally cadets are not assigned to any emergency duties. Mm -hmm. Um, that would probably be like your only commitment to ship. Uh, um, but other than that, you don't really have any responsibilities. You're just there to learn. You're there to ask a lot of questions and you want to be, you want to be a cadet that, you know, asks a lot of questions, asks a lot of dumb questions. Um, Cause that's the only time to do it. And, and then you just want to uh, help them out as much as you can. And then, yeah, try to try your best, get your, get your drawings done, ask a lot of questions and, and mm -hmm. enjoy your time too. I think that's one of the things I sort of neglected when I, my first time on ship, I would, um, I work hard and get my drawings done and, you know, whatever I had to in terms of, because you, when you're on ship, you have to complete this manual called the C-Phase manual, uh, which is, uh, you know, you're essentially part of your training for the college where you have to complete. Um, yeah. So it's a fairly lengthy document and you have to, you have to pretty much work on it from the get-go so you can get it done early. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I felt like I was focused too much, too focused on that and not enough on going out when, the weather was nice sort of thing. And if we're tied up, I wish I would have done that more, but, um, but yeah, sorry, back to your question about if you're sort of left to your own or. 
if you have someone help you out. Um, so you can always uh, reach out to your C training officer. That's the person that uh, essentially is responsible for your C phase. So they organize your ships, they organize your travel for you. Um, their job is to essentially sort of look after you from the college side of things. Mm -hmm. And then, but when you're on ship, uh, it's usually who you're working with that is supposed to a tra train you or take care of you, give you a job sort of thing. Um, so generally that's either your watchkeeping engineers or your senior engineer or your chief engineer. You'll be working with uh, the watchkeeping engineers yeah. um, mostly. And then uh, your senior engineer will be there. And then chief engineer is also there. Okay. It, and those are the guys you basically bombard with questions. Yeah, pretty much. Just, yeah. Just anyway, learn. The chief is normally doing paperwork and things like that. So you, you might not see him often. You will for yeah. drawings. If you're submitting drawings, um, he's the one that marks it off. So oh, okay. that's when you ask questions there. But normally in terms of your job and how to do like hands-on work, you're asking the watchkeeping engineers or the senior engineer sort of thing. So, mm -hmm. um, And uh, you mentioned drawings a few times. Um, yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Just yeah. So um, when you're going through first year, uh, I mean, you learn this all throughout your school year, or all four years, but uh, you learn ship systems, right? You learn like ballast systems, you learn uh, fuel, fuel oil systems, you learn bilge system, which is like um, when you accumulate a lot of water in the hull and like how to get rid of the water just through, you know, either condensation or because um, you don't want water in the engine room. So as bilge system, essentially how you sort of yeah. get rid of the water in layman's terms. Um, and then you have ballast systems for stability reasons. So um, to either, you know, um, make the ship upright or have a list or trim of zero to make sure just um, ship is upright. <laughs> um, there's ballasting systems, fuel oil systems, various systems on a ship that uh, you essentially will be responsible for literally tracing the lines and um, drawing them out. Uh, sewage oh, okay. systems, potable water systems. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Imagine it's like a Imagine it's a floating hotel or yeah. And then what sort of systems are associated with living on board? So you have your water, you have your sewage. Um, and then what sort of systems are associated with machinery? So you have your lubricational system, you have your fuel oil system, you have your ballast system for ships, you have your build system for getting rid of water, you have your firefighting system. Um, so as a cadet, you um, part of your questions will be to sort of trace those systems on board. Um, you will have drawings on board on ships, so uh, you can't copy those drawings word for word or line for line because um, they're always yeah. changing. But you can use those as a reference to sort of help you out and essentially trace the pipes and create those drawings. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you. You learn a lot when you're tracing systems because. You run into things and you learn valves and pumps. And you're like, what kind of pump is this, or what kind of valve is this? And then, normally with those, uh, this normally with those um, drawings, you have a write up to do as well. And that's when you that's when you learn a lot. And that's when you're like digging through the manuals that you have on ship, and you're trying to find out how this works and um, essentially maintenance items for it and things like that. So it's it's a lot of work, um, but. Uh, 
you do learn a lot though and that's what yeah um, sort of um drives our own ship and uh, yeah got any questions um <laughs> i don't know um do, do you generally enjoy being on ship or if you or do you just generally in, enjoyed learning all that stuff like did you think it was cool and fun or what's what's kind of your take on all this okay um i'll start with the schooling side of things i suppose huh, how do i answer this <laughs> uh you make a lot of you make a lot of close friends there because um you're with small classes essentially your biggest class in you know because it's uh, the classes are separated into four classes um or sorry your year will be separated into four classes so you're engineering english engineering uh, french and then engineering navigation or sorry in english navigation and then English, wait, French navigation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting mad confused. Over this. <laughs> but yeah, two streams, mm -hmm. French and English, and then engineering and navigation. So you have four classes with that. Um, and then maximum each class can have is 24. So you as an English engineer will be in a class of 24 other people, including you maximum. That's the maximum. And then, Damn. yeah, so it's fairly small. So you'll get to know those those 24 people pretty well, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You'll know their deepest and darkest secrets by the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you get very close to them sort of thing. You're pretty much living with them, so I hope you don't hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're good people. Yeah, that's the best part of the college is just the people, man. You get so close to them and they become your closest buddies essentially. Um, yeah. that's the best part the classes are a drag i won't lie to you they'll mentally and physically drain and suck your soul mm -hmm. um and but they always sort of there's very bureaucratic in the college it's like a lot of bullshit happens and, and you'll be like um, it's really hard to explain all the bullshit but i mean um if you ever work for a government or if you've been through the military or anything like that you can probably relate yeah our it's uh, it kind of has that camaraderie feel you know what i mean like yeah. you're all in it together and all this bullshit yeah. so like you get yeah. close with with those exactly. people right it's like yeah. i call it the hate sync theory i'm not sure if that's a real thing but it's like <laughs> collectively hate something and that happens to be the college so you kind of mm -hmm. bond over that fact yeah you're all kind of together in it yeah so the college experience was um it was strange just because uh it was definitely not like any other university or college where, you know, your first year is drinking and partying. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, however, with that being said, uh, it was low key enjoyable just because of the people and the people make, make it or break it. That's, that's it. Cause yeah. you damn well ain't fun. You, you ain't, you're gonna, you ain't gonna have fun and you know, those damn eight hour day classes but hands yeah, on a lot of fun and, and i know from my own engineering experience that like it's not engineering especially is is not something you can do alone you need people for that exactly like, yeah and then like that was you the need best to part bundle up together and, and just work on assignments and stuff you know what i mean just talk and being able like to have people there with you yeah. you know it's, it's my really graduating important. class was very helpful that way like we had a lot of people willing to help each other out 
And, you know, we tried doing that as much as we can and we made sure to not let anyone fail sort of thing, you know? So we, we tried our best to sort of stick together and I loved that part. Yeah. And did, just out of curiosity, did you guys like study a lot together or was it mostly solo studying or did you work with your, with your friends a lot? Uh, it depends. Like obviously you develop like sort of little groups within your class too, right? Some people mm-hmm. work better. Some people work better alone. Uh, I definitely worked a lot more alone just because, uh, like I'd like, um, there's a lot of classes that I think I can sort of formulate better if I'm by myself and learn better by myself. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of other classes, like maybe like physics or thermo, um, um, it's nicer just, doing it collectively sort of thing. And yeah, know. you band together, work on it. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of went through a similar thing in engineering with yeah. me. So, so what about the, um, the, uh, the on-ship aspect of it now? I loved it. Yeah, as a cadet, I, I really enjoyed my CFIS experiences. It's a way better, than, uh, and, you know, it's definitely better than the college. It's not the same sort of regimen you go through, but um, it's it's beautiful. It's working. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I, I, did, I did get seasick, and I still do occasionally, um, which kind of sucks when it happens. But, um, you know, I like I like the... I like the 20 days on 20 days off. I think it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you can start a side hustle as I am trying yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you have like almost like creative freedom, right? Like you're, you you're on ship for 20 or 20 days and you're, you're working, you're grinding, making money. And then when you're back home, you have just plenty of time. Like you don't have to worry about food, nothing or sorry, not food at work uh, yeah. and all that. Like, you and you have the money too right like you get paid good at, at the coast guard so yeah, you're not even yeah. really worried about like stuff like rent and food like you have enough money for that stuff yeah um, so you start and, off- and and then some right so you can work on like activities and just do stuff on on your own yeah so yeah speaking of money you start off good man you start off like 70 grand almost yeah, yeah like grow like uh gross start off 70 grand so it's the money's not bad for sure um if i if i were to do it again i would probably do it again man like to be honest just because uh yeah you know i'm set i don't have any student loans uh um i'm, I'm fairly young <laughs> and uh you know it's good man i have a lot of student loans <laughs> <laughs> i just be chilling you know it's 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 good like i enjoy it like, obviously when you're on for 28 days you know uh, the first week's always tough uh readjusting yeah. back because it's like oh god here we go again but mm-hmm. uh once you're in the swing of things, it just becomes life. Like you're working and you're getting through another day and and then, you know, you try best. 20 days later, you're off and, and you're just yeah. hanging out, doing and whatever you want to do. I was just wondering, you, you mentioned seasickness. Does that like come and go like like on a weekly basis or like an hourly basis? Like what exactly, like what's that like? Okay. Um, seasickness is probably the worst feeling you can get because um, – <laughs> Once you get it, nothing helps you really. Like, yeah. unless the waves calm down and you know you're back in good weather again, um, it's it's almost an unhelpable feeling. Or right? it's like, okay, no one can help me. There's no medication I can take that's gonna numb it away unless I sleep through it or something. So it's it feels like a helpless feeling when it sets in and when you're going through the motion, but. As far as the timing of it goes and how long it lasts, um, if you're in rough weather, or I mean, let's say even in calm weather, if you've never been to sea before, you might get it. Um, 
it lasts um it's hard to say how long it lasts but yeah. it's not an hour to hour thing it, it's more like um maybe a few hours or even a day mm. depending on how long you're up for and um, yeah so yeah i would say like a day or so sort of thing like it's damn so it's, it's pretty um pretty serious in terms of like trying to get work done sometimes you just might not be able to on those days right yeah yeah exactly um so i recommend taking gravel with you um yeah. or some sort of uh um, anti-nausea antihistamines on board with you yeah uh, i always take meclizine with me and it's supposed to last 24 hours um it does make you drowsy but uh, you know just double your caffeine yeah um so yeah that's what i got for backup and uh, yeah it's good it's good to always be ready for that stuff. yeah especially in your line of work yeah when you know yeah. like the waves won't or the the, the weather isn't going to always be great yeah i uh yeah it was a good program overall i mean i'm glad i went through it you always sort of i mean you're always kind of questioning when you're you know when when it's like you're in first year or second year and you're like fuck man i still have that many days left yeah um, and then you're up at three in the morning while finishing up an assignment and you're like you're like this is doing six hours and you're like god yeah shoot me but yeah i can relate <laughs> yeah that's a tough days too an inch but yeah but i can i can say it was worth it man for sure i mean i i highly recommend a lot like people even remotely sort of interested in going to see or even just remotely interested in um this sort of lifestyle and schedule to you know check give this a shot i know it's like the hidden gem almost like not a lot of people know about it and yeah it's i'm glad i went through it and i recommend a lot more people to give this a shot yeah and you do uh, you do travel a lot right like it's not just like you're in canada all the time you're you're moving around places right like um you will be in canada 99.9 percent .9 of the time yeah yeah but uh even in canada like you're 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 seeing different stuff like i've i've seen i've seen a lot of remote islands that people would never get to see in their life yeah. i've been up in maine labrador i've seen uh you know i've seen like i've seen the arctic i've seen um lots of little islands like i was when my when i did my first sea out on the west coast i went to hot springs island i went to Cayucat, bc uh we went to gill or jill island where the queen of the north bc ferries sank um they have a cool little whale observatory place there which was fucking amazing i mean i didn't know <laughs> something like this exists in this tiny island with like seven people that live there yeah um, so it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was like absolutely insane to see like all these parts of Canada. You're like, you don't even think it exists. Right. So, um, yeah. even though it's mostly domestic, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Like some of the places you'll see and visit. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's and so your sea phases are more like months on sea, but your regular work, you know, you graduated is it's like. 20 days on 20 days off yeah so um, when you're on actually when you're on sea phase as a cadet you're there for four months there's no um there's no essentially 
you're not you're not getting off unless you're tied up like you're, you're not home for 20 days sort of thing you're not doing 28 days on 28 days off as a cadet yeah. on there the whole time pretty much yeah yeah but but however you're getting weekends off you're supposed to only work 40 hour weeks on ship so mm-hmm. you're supposed to get saturdays and sundays off to work on your manual and other things and normally the crew works 12 hour days depending on which region you go to and whatnot um normally the crew's working 12 hour days and you'll be working eight and then you're supposed yeah, to get weekends off. yeah it's it is nice because you know you, you then have a life and you're like okay i'm i'm here for four months <laughs> so yeah take it all in and just enjoy the sea <laughs> and if you're tied up anywhere on weekends you can, you know, you get to go out and not have to worry about work and things like that. So it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a college experience 101. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I graduated right in the middle of COVID. So our graduation got canceled, but uh, say la vie. (laughs) You're kind of glad it got canceled, aren't you? You don't got to go through all the ceremonies and all that stuff. Or did you want to go through that stuff? You know what? I really wanted to just because uh, as a cadet, when you're in first year and second year, there's a, there's a tradition of the college uh, to help out uh, the fourth year graduating class. So you are uh, essentially part of the planning committee or yeah, you're, you're essentially helping their graduation. So you get to like um, witness how the whole thing is set up and you're helping it set up and on on the graduation dinner you're serving the dinner to the graduates so you're you're serving because you, you know you you know you know the forces at this point you become friends with a lot of them so yeah. it's, it's sad to see them go and it's a really cool experience because the ceremony is beautiful and um yeah. it's more of an acknowledgement of your hard work and then yeah so i really wanted that even though i couldn't give more or less of a fuck about my high school grad <laughs> yeah with this one, because, I really, really wanted to attend my own graduation and have that experience because I wanted to be on up on that stage and I wanted to cry because I was like, damn, I spent a lot of nights and, you know, grinding and yeah. spent a lot of days on ship being like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck sort of thing, right? So, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. And it's long and, you know, a lot of people tell you that, including me, it's very easy for us to say because we've been through it now. It's like, oh, you know, time will fly by. And when you're there, you, you fucking hate people who say that shit, but it's true. Yeah, it is true at the end of the day. Yeah. The best thing I've heard, your days are long, much your weeks go by. That's like facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're always busy doing stuff, time will just fly. Yeah, man. Um, so where are you at with the application process now? Um... I'm almost done, man. I just got to do the, um, I'm going to, I just, I'm waiting on my interview, my written interview. Um, they're just gonna, I guess, I don't know what they just kind of look over that and look at my answers and then they'll see if I get accepted or not. Right. Okay. Uh, they'll, they'll let me know through the emails. And then, um, once that's done, all I have left is my medical and my, uh, my actual interview. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I think your cat's so, back in front of some attention. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no worries, mainly. So uh, yeah, I just gotta. Ho- hopefully, my written interview went well, um, and they'll they'll get back to me, and then all that's left is my uh, my actual interview. You're getting in, my so, man. You're getting in. Yeah, we're gonna celebrate. I mean, 
Yeah, like uh, the first time wasn't too bad, and the interview was easier because it was on the phone, right? Yeah. Um, sorry about her. She's just uh, <laughs> she's nagging. She wants me to pet her. Um, yeah, like the the phone interview is a lot easier because you're not really looking at anyone, and you got your notes with you, right? So you can just read off your notes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's it's pretty um, it's pretty easy. But I'm kind of I'm more stressed this time because uh, I know it's gonna be through like a a meeting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be face to face with a camera. So I'm a little bit more stressed, but I, I should be fine. You know, I've done many interviews. So yeah. hopefully this is, this isn't too different from the rest. Yeah. Last question, man. How the Mai's doing? Eyes, oh, man, they're doing good. Like uh, I just finished the three month uh, grace period from my LASIK. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm good to go uh, and do uh, all kinds of contact sports and all that stuff. Okay. So there's so, a three month grace period, was it? Or a three month? Yeah. There's a three month period where they don't want you getting, um, uh, post-surgery three months um, they don't want you getting particles in your eye like dust and dirt and all that oh yeah okay. um, so they um, they recommend wearing goggles when uh, doing contact sports right uh, but I was like I'm not doing any contact sports anyways so there's no need uh, but I can do stuff like running and going to the gym that was like maybe two weeks after surgery I was allowed to do that stuff okay I see um, but yeah, just the, uh, the contact sports, like they really wanted you to not do that. So, but now I'm good. I can, I can play like, you know, whatever football, soccer and <laughs> all, all kinds of things. I can, you know, do mixed martial arts and everything. So I'm good to go on that. And the eyesight's it's real good. So we got the perfect vision now. That's what's so up. hopefully, uh, hopefully the medical will, uh, will, will be easy this time. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Any final questions, man? Uh, no, man, I'm, I'm good, actually. I think you've answered all of my questions. <laughs> well, I tried, man. I mean, I've been through this program recently, just, you know, working uh, almost a year now since graduation. Um, wow, time really does fly. Yeah, I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Graduation yeah. in April 2020. It's been, a, it's been a long time since high school. It has been a long time. Yeah, I just remember sitting next to you in, in pre-Cal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, dude that just that feels like yesterday you know and it's already yeah. been five years i know man so it's, it's crazy crazy times man anyways buddy thanks for coming on the show appreciate it yeah no worries man it's, uh, it's been a been a great yeah. one hour or something like that yeah. episode fun. two chasing unicorns check us out at labionmanagement.com let's go up have a good one buddy all right you too man peace, peace.